Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Soul Tribe. Today I have a guest who will surely inspire people with her story. My friend, Jenny Adams, is with us to tell her story of deep loss and how she learned from hardship and really rose above adversity. Jenny is very brave and vulnerable as she talks about the passing of her child and how she coped with that. And I I do want to let you guys, the audience, know that we do get into some heavy stuff. So empaths, you might want to brace yourself. Uh, Since Sadie's passing, Jenny has been on a self-love journey. And it's so evident that she's ready to help to be of service and support others through her offerings. She's passionate about helping women find their power and stand in it. At the top of this episode, you'll hear Jenny and I were just catching up with each other, but we were getting into some good stuff. So I kept a little bit of that in just before I introduce her. And um, yeah, you might hear a few dog barkings and a little bit of interruptions throughout the recording, but hey, what can we do? These things happen. Thank you so much, Jenny, if you're listening, for sharing your story. And so without further ado, here is a conversation with Jenny Adams. I actually quit drinking. I haven't drank for over a year. Wow. Yeah, or smoked, finally. I've done that, too. Oh, yay! Yes. That over was a the year struggle. Too, I quit at the same time. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you take classes right now? Are you? Um, I'm just in doing anything? my Ayurveda school. And it starts oh. next day. But so no, like I'm another round of. Classes. Yeah, my level two. So like the first level is just like a coach. And then the second year you can like, you're more of like a counselor, health counselor. And it goes more into disease based stuff. The first course is mostly just like health and wellness, like not diagnosing anything because we're just we're not doctors we're just helping you like get an alignment and get the basic things that you're out of balance in in balance and then amazing yeah and then the second level is like a deeper dive and it's more deeper too into women's health and it's like a lot of about sex and like orgasms that kind of stuff wow yeah okay I feel like are you cool if we leave just just what we just said about Ayurveda in there? And yeah. I'll introduce you right now. Okay. So thank you, Jenny Adams, for joining me on Spirit Talk. It is so good to see your face. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. We were doing our classes together. And then we yeah. Been it's been a long while. So you and I went to high school together, the same high school, one year apart. And that's how we initially kind of knew each other. But we were never really close friends or anything like that through Facebook you know you can kind of keep tabs on people's lives a little bit so we were Facebook friends and then we started to 
talk really for the first time, just as you were deciding to start a course for, was it developing mediumship? Yes. Yeah. And I see a picture of you. Yep. Go ahead. You tell it. Yeah. I saw, um, I just found out like I could possibly channel spirits and I'd seen this course by Melissa White, who I had was pretty much the only medium that I knew. And I seen a picture of Brandy there. She'd just finished a class and I was like, Oh, I didn't like, so I reached out pretty much immediately like, Hey, I, I see you're in this class and I'm really interested in learning mediumship and how is it for you and stuff like that. So then I did end up signing up I think there was one open spot Someone had just like got out of the class and then there was one spot and I think I started the next few days or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. I remember for you, it was like getting shot out of a cannon kind of, that's how I perceived your journey right there. But then you kind of took a step back to continue healing and doing inner work. Yes. Um, so why don't you talk to Jenny a little bit about what led you to okay, wanting to develop your mediumship abilities? Sure. Well, I've always been super interested in mediumship. I remember even from like a little kid watching like Fernay, was it Fernay Brown? Why did I just forget her name? Sylvia. It is Sylvia Brown. And she'd be mm-hmm. on like Montel Jordan or Montel um, Williams. Yeah, Montel Williams. <laughs> okay, I would watch Sylvia Brown on Montel Williams. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, and I was just so fascinated and stuff like that. Um, and it's always just been something that's in the back of my mind. And I even remember like doing some meditations, like how clearly I was interacting with spirit back then, but I was scared, and I just kind of shut it off. So when was it? I'm not really sure, but. Uh, later in life before Sadie was born um, I was introduced to Reiki and that again I was like oh crap this is like amazing I loved it I loved everything about it so I would go and get my Reiki sessions done by a girlfriend who's named Jen also then I had Sadie my daughter Sadie she was born January 18th and two weeks after she was born she was diagnosed with lysencephaly, which is a rare brain disease. So that kind of shook us to the core, pretty much. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, you have this uh, little two-week-old baby. And she's like, the diagnosis and prognosis is not good. Pretty much everything's life-limiting. Her abilities to be able to function were pretty much given like a zero she couldn't eat she couldn't she couldn't even put her hands to her mouth like so there was a lot of limiting beliefs put around her and then so I'm gonna cry here but one thing my mom said so after we found out her diagnosis like you're just picturing your child just being in a wheelchair all the time so it's like kind of like oh my gosh like you don't picture this kind of thing and my mom calls me hold on this is changed. Hold on. This line changed like my whole direction. She said, even, sorry. <laughs> she said that even though Sadie 
wasn't able to do a lot of things here. She still has her soul. And that's what changed my whole life. The whole trajectory of everything. Wow. Yeah. So then you start loving the soul, not just the person in front of you. Yeah. So that was like, from that day, everything changed. Like, I never cared about her disability or her limiting things. It was always just this soul, like, the doctor said she won't be able to speak. She won't be able to hear. She doesn't cognitively understand anything around her because her brain is smooth. So everything she's seeing, everything she's hearing, her brain doesn't process. So you're just picturing this baby that does nothing, like a vegetable almost like people describe it. So after my mom gave me those words, I'm like, nope, she can hear, she can see, and that changed everything for me. So it really kicked off a journey of just like connecting soul to soul I guess yeah yeah beautiful yeah and so that really sounds like kicked off a big awakening for you oh absolutely like huge awakening like my whole life changed that day yeah it was good in a sense, but it was also like kind of disconnected me too from a lot of people in my life because people would call me with like silly problems and I want to be a good friend and support them. And it was just like, like, this is not a big deal. Like, <laughs> do you know what you're complaining about? Something so silly. And it's just crazy how we get hung up on small things in our life and hard to move forward um, past these situations. And I really wanted to be able to change it for people. You know, like there's so much more out there than these small, silly problems of getting cut off in traffic and, you know, like someone at work being mean to you or saying something bad behind your back. Like it's just in the grand scheme of things, it's just so irrelevant really totally and so Sadie is like one of your greatest teachers oh my gosh yes I think I don't know how old she was six months old or so um she she did start having seizures and whatnot and I got introduced to this girl um, Susan I can't remember her last name but um she was like an amazing healer and she came over and did like a few healing sessions on Sadie and like I've had Reiki done and healings like that but I'm telling you like this lady she had her hand on Sadie and she had me put my hand underneath her I could feel the electric shock of like pulse waves going through my hand like I could physically feel like it was almost like popcorn, like energy, or if you have you ever had one of those shocker things in your hand, like that, it was mm-hmm. like that powerful. And I was like, oh my gosh. So anyways, she was like an amazing healer. And she actually like blessed me, I guess. Um, mm. 
did some little ceremonies so that I could be connected to these angels. And it was um, Michael and Gabriel. So like when I do channeling and do healing, I am essentially connected through their bodies doing the healing. So that's what I started doing with Sadie. And it's not to like heal and cure all. It's just to feel love and feel embraced, you know, and just like help dissipate any of the stagnant energies though that maybe she wasn't in pain or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So after that, I was like, I really need to get into Reiki. Like I really need to go get my certification. And I was looking around, I was trying to find some classes and I actually had no luck. And then I went to her event that she hosted in Abbotsford and that's where I met my Reiki teacher. And she's like, was talking about how she had a few classes that were starting the next week or something. So I'm like, okay, following the guidance again. So I signed up for my Reiki and then again, it all started to do healing with Sadie but I don't know if you feel the same way (laughs) doing Reiki on your family and stuff like that I found it really difficult like I'm Mm -hmm. too close like I could Reiki the crap out of like a stranger or a friend but when they're in your family it's really hard so I didn't really do as much as I wanted to with her uh, no, I completely, I totally. You know what I mean? What like you just it's I, so like it's hard to connect. It is with your own. I have family. done Reiki on my mom, and so yeah. and I totally get what you're saying because there is such a connection there, and who knows? There's karmic and past life connections and all kinds yeah. of stuff at play. But when you would do healings for Sadie, did she respond? Did you notice? Yeah, the I would do energy? it with um during her seizures and stuff. And mm-hmm. I found like when I would do it and like a lot of the time I'm like, was in fight or flight. I'm like, oh my God, she's having a seizure. Excuse me, energy moving here. Um, and I would like forget. But when I did and I concentrated, like her seizures were like half the time. Like they could wow. be like three, four minute seizures. And then when I was doing like the Reiki and when I could like finally calm myself down because yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever witnessed a seizure. They're probably Mm -hmm. the worst thing ever to watch. So, like, I could get it down to, like, a couple minutes. Wow. But you're just, I don't know, it's really hard because when I was doing most of the Reiki, like, she would stop breathing. So, like, you have this baby, her whole body clenched up, and she's, like, turning blue and purple. So it's hard to, like concentrate when you're like oh my gosh are you okay and watch the time so stupid seizures yeah stupid seizures yeah but it did help when I was able to connect and Mm -hmm. get my ego and mama-ness out of the way Mm -hmm. but you could tell like she even liked it like she would just like enjoy it and wiggle and just you could tell and she would relax the tension in her body you know would just like ah, dissipate yeah so it did help it's really interesting to think about when the doctors are talking about her body her brain not working as it should it's in such contrast to what your mom told you and and her words because I feel like you did get to see her soul being expressed through the body 
yes. whether or not her brain was was working or not. Maybe Absolutely. she wasn't hearing things through her ears, but she was she she is a soul and she was yeah. experiencing being human through her soul. So you did kind of get like um, a really unique perspective through that, I'd, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's another thing, like I meditate on certain things like that. And I had this meditation the other day about women in general, how we're so critical of what we think we lack, right? Like maybe we're don't have a great butt or it's usually physical things I'm thinking like you know not skinny enough not pretty enough my hair is not this or that and our perception to receive love based off what we think of ourselves is so wrong because here's this little girl sorry I'm gonna cry again it's okay don't say sorry (laughs) who essentially couldn't do much but she was still able to receive and give so much love. Mm-hmm. So yeah. our ability to receive love is not based on what we think we need to look like or be. Mm-hmm. It's just being us. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So you lost Sadie. Yes. Almost two years ago on June 29th will be two years. Yeah. She was one and a half. Yeah. She would have just turned three this January. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as you were going through that process, just from knowing what I've talked to you about, there was kind of this presence like in your life of a spirit team or angels or all of the above kind of guiding you through it, right? Absolutely. It didn't start really kicking in. Okay, this is a lie. So <laughs> um, my mother-in-law passed away, I'd say like two years before Sadie was born. And she was like, you guys need to have another baby and all this stuff. And we're like, whatever. I didn't really want to because I don't know in the depths of my soul, I would say, I don't know if I want another child because I feel like something's not right. Mm -hmm. There was something I knew already, like something wasn't going to be right, but I'm like, no, that's just my fears and anxiety. So then I'm like, okay, let's do it. So we have the other, um, we had Sadie, we went to have another baby. And it was funny because even during pregnancy, I was so scared to have her. Like, I didn't even want to have her. Oh, my gosh. There was something telling me that my life was about to change out of control. So, anyways, so after we had her, after we were getting shipped to the NICU at BC Children's Hospital, after we suspected maybe some um, seizure activity, this was at two weeks old. And initially, we were just in the hospital because she had failure to thrive. So we did not know there was anything wrong. We just knew that she wasn't gaining weight and she was having troubles eating. And the doctors 
I guess the pediatrician on call at the Langley Hospital there just noted that some of her facial features were a little off and he was concerned about them with the failure to thrive. So we were waiting at Langley Hospital to get um, a bed in Children's Anyways just to get Mm -hmm. some a second opinion on it. But then she did some wonky donkey stuff and we got rushed to BC Children's. So anyways, so that night I got woken up to the news. They thought she had meningitis or something Mm. and they wanted to do a spinal tap, but she had, I guess, spina bifida that we didn't know about. Mm. And um, so they had to do like an ultrasound and stuff. So they did, we're waiting for an ultrasound of that and her brain. So that's when we found out the diagnosis when they did the ultrasounds. So anyway, so after I find out that she has like this listen cephaly thing, I was so mad. I was like, what the hell is yelling at my mother-in-law who'd passed away? Like, why the hell would you tell me to have another kid on your deathbed? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And clearly you're close to source and you knew like what was going to happen right like Mm -hmm. what the hell I was so freaking mad and when she passed like the hummingbirds were like our thing right so like if anybody saw a hummingbird you knew like oh she's here with us and I was just so mad that she had told us to have this baby and then I looked and we were in the hummingbird wing of the hospital Oh my goodness. So that was like another like aha moment. Like, okay, we're connected. We're surrounded. We're, yeah, we're being taken care of. Right. So, yeah. And I don't remember where I was going with this. Did it increase at the time that she was making her transition? Okay. So, so at the beginning of my journey with Sadie, I did feel love surrounded and guided. Right. But I didn't Mm -hmm. see I wasn't channeling. I wasn't seeing like things, people passed away, like maybe in a dream here or there, but that wasn't unusual for me. But I had reached out the last time we were at the hospital and Sadie wasn't doing well and we were getting ready to go home. We were being discharged from the hospital and I could tell something was wrong. The doctors and nurses were like, it's just another Sadie episode. I'm like, nope. Like I could tell when you're like a special needs mom and they have like hooked up to vitals all the time, you know what their respirations are supposed to be, their oxygen, their heart rate, everything, the way they breathe on the monitor, the way their heart's on the monitor. And it was just off. The numbers were fine, but they were different. Like the way they were showing up was weird. And I knew something was not good. And I just felt like she was tired, you know? Hold on again. (laughs) And I decided to do all the DNR paperwork that day. I'm like, I cannot bring my kid in here and get poked and prodded and blood after blood. and, And she just doesn't understand. And she's just this little baby. And... And I know my heart, she's never going to get better. So I just felt like I was just prolonging the inevitable for my own selfishness, I guess. So I signed the papers and I 
went outside and this girl, Sarah, she's like an angel practitioner, healer, shaker, um, amazing lady. She always gave me good advice anytime I went with her. So I phoned her. I'm like, I need a, I need a reading. Give me a reading right now. I need to know what I'm supposed to do. Luckily, she was free right away. So I call <laughs> her and she had taken me through this beautiful meditation. She was like, Sadie is holding on, waiting for you to be okay, to allow her to transition. And I'm like, okay. So she had me close my eyes and I held Sadie's hand in meditation. So I'm mm -hmm. visually holding Sadie's hand and she has me guide Sadie up to heaven. And then I'm bringing her to Jesus or God or whoever you resonate with. That's who I brought her up. I brought her up there and I would see the place and I would see like flowers or whatever I envisioned of heaven to look like. And then I would pass her off to Jesus and he would take her hand and they would walk through the meadow. So this is like so powerful meditation for me. So I would continually do this meditation with Sadie all the time. I would put on my, my meditation music and music that I always listen to. Anytime I was just thinking about it, I would do this meditation with her. And I think it was like two weeks later, she was having troubles eating. Anytime I would give her her food, she would Im immediately like get really like gurgly and would start seizing. So we tried to cut her food back, but I guess there's like the brain and the gut. Every time you have a seizure, like it, it affects your brain and brain and gut connection is pretty much, I don't know what to say about how to say that. It's connected. The brain and the yeah. gut are a hundred percent connected. Yeah. Yes. And when it's not talking to each other, that's when she was starting to have the issues. So I phoned up Canuck Place and I'm like, something's going on here. She's having troubles eating. And I was connected to the hospice team there. And that was when we decided to just stop giving fluids. We did try like a week and a half to get her fluids and stuff up, but she just honestly couldn't eat. And it just was not good. I could have gone to the hospital and did the TPN and allow her stomach to have rest. But I chose to stay at home because she would have had to have more tests, more x-rays, and it just wasn't something that I felt what I needed. So, so we stopped all fluids. And then every time at the very end, the last week, I was doing this meditation, doing this meditation, because I'm like, girl, I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay. Like, if you get out of this stupid body that does not serve you, like, I don't want you to hurt. I don't want you to have another seizure ever again. So every time I practice this meditation, more and more loved ones that had passed were, there. were waiting. Yeah, they were waiting for her. I feel like at, at the end, there was like 10, 15, 20, some people I didn't even recognize. And they were all just waiting for her. So I felt so blessed and Honestly, at that time, I never really put it in the connection that I was actually seeing my family that had mm -hmm. passed. 
and she did pass away peacefully at home in my arms and when she passed like I literally felt like this her soul leave her body like I know people talk about that but it's true and when I held I could feel this force like a magnet just pulling me like up into the sky like I felt it moving through my body out the top a pull you know like when you hold the magnets together and you can feel yeah. that resist it was like that like I felt it leave and, and she was gone and I after she passed away I cried that day like you know like a mama cries when she loses her baby and I never cried again for like six months and I don't know if I was stuck in a delayed grieving if it was because she had given me this gift that I had to figure out and if I was in too much pain and grief and sadness I wouldn't have seen it because like Mm -hmm. when you're depressed and blah you can't connect right so it was like I was just so sad that she was gone but so grateful that she didn't have to experience another pain here and um I was continuing my meditations just trying to stay connected I guess and I kept seeing my family and I Mm -hmm. kept seeing people that I knew had passed in my meditations and I was like what like I'm seeing my grandpa like what the heck like I can see Sadie they're standing right there most people couldn't see it but I can I'm like what the heck so this happened for a while I think it was like two months and then that's when I reached out to you and then Hmm. kicked off everything yeah and yes you are very strong medium I feel like that probably was always underlying and yeah Sadie kind of gave it to you or awakened you to it exactly and I feel like I I keep thinking about it too like all the crap that I've been through in my life and how many opportunities like I could have had to have an awakening but I just wasn't ready Mm -hmm. I'm like not that it took me to have a child who died but it did and she changed my life but it doesn't have to be that way for everybody so you know what I mean (laughs) thank god yeah I feel like a lot of people do though go through a dark night of the soul or a rough patch at least death in the family is kind of one of those things that can lead up to the opening of gifts Mm mm-hmm absolutely and uh, I forget who told this to me but when you do have family especially a child who's passed away like she's half me so now I have that extra connection to the spirit world right Mm -hmm. like uh, this channel of me and her because we're just so closely bonded yeah and is she part of your spiritual practice do you connect with Sadie Yes, on the regular every or yeah every, every day all day and yeah. I fully have 1000% surrendered to her lessons there's so many things that have just popped up since she passed and I'm followed I followed her guidance and it's led me here yeah. I've had the pleasure of connecting with her as well when we were doing practice readings mm. for that class it was lovely 
to feel her energy. I really do believe that she's highly evolved soul. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. I think there is, for lack of a better word, hierarchy of souls. Like you're here to learn. It's earth school, right? And, you know, more and more lives and more and less, more and more lessons we learn, we get up there in the ranks before maybe we just go into source or whatever it is that people's spiritual philosophy is that's partly mine and I think she's like really highly evolved absolutely I I agree with you 1000 yeah. on that yeah okay so Jenny you learned all the things really fast well all the things that were calling to you starting with mediumship after um Sadie passed away and you're like getting blown away blowing people away by how strong your connection is Mm -hmm. I know that I was blown away by a lot of things that you were telling me and stuff like that and then you started learning other things that are really really cool like um, Aggie Verda Mm -hmm. and things like that talk about that a little bit we were talking about that off the top before I introduced you yeah this is cool yeah so Ayurveda school um and that's another funny story so I was at a Reiki session with my girl Jen and she's like kept mentioning my feminine I'm too masculine I'm too masculine Mm -hmm. you have to get your feminine right and I'm like okay whatever that means so I go home and I'm googling like feminine masculine meditations you know like because like I can't just not figure out how to be feminine because I've just Mm -hmm. been so fight or flight and you know my I feel like forever and I don't know I don't know how it came about but I seen this Shakti school and it's feminine form Ayurveda and I'm like what the hell is that so she had a four-hour free seminar and I immediately I was like okay I'm signing up for this seminar so I did this four-hour seminar for free and I was like oh my gosh this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life it's it's just about reconnecting with yourself through spiritual emotional and and like food and how we fuel our body and just being aware and realigning she had some other people on there telling their uh, stories and the way the teacher spoke, I was just like, I need to take this class. And her name's Katie Silcox. If you want to know quickly about, well, not quickly, but she has a book called healthy, happy, sexy. And it just like breaks down uh, her class and what she teaches at, at the school. But so I signed up for the school. It's a year long course, 300 hours. And this course, I'm telling you, totally changed my life in a way like I can't even understand myself. Every class we open with a meditation, Mm -hmm. like just getting in our bodies, just being aware of our bodies. Like, I don't know how many schools you go to when you open up with meditation and, you know, and learning how to connect deeply with yourself, knowing how that how our emotions are in our body and if we don't allow them to be digested they stay and they can start disease so I think Joe Dispenza says like 
dis-ease turns in disease and it's mm-hmm. true like if you ever like wanted to cry and you get that ball in your throat like that's your throat right. chakra just like clamming up or you get your stomach hurts and these things if we don't let them go past us mm-hmm. they literally can turn into harmfulness in our body and it's the same yeah. with food and our daily if we don't do daily practices if we're just not really connected with ourselves you're just I feel like lost almost and not sure how to get back if that makes sense mm-hmm. like that, I, I feel like the that. information you're learning and <laughs> in that school is about teaching people how to have this as a way of life not just oh it's I could do this or that and drop it or whatever but it's like a way of being to be aligned with your your best self a hundred percent and I've always really struggled with eating I am either a hundred percent eating healthy or I was a hundred percent binging there was no happy in between um I was a yo-yo dieter. I could like, I'd stay skinny to the, you know, um, the norms or whatever you want to call it for maybe Mm -hmm. two months. Like I would, could never stay thin. And honestly, it's not even about being thin. It's about having a healthy relationship with food and a healthy relationship with self. And who cares if you have a healthy extra 20 40 pounds on your body who's to say that's not healthy just because you're not thin and skinny you can still have extra weight and nourishing your body doing mindfulness every day moving your body and you're just eating healthy foods and that's just your body type which is like a kapha body type you're bigger you're juicy um you have big full lips you have big bootylicious bum right that's just and now it's coming back in but before people were like oh my gosh I don't I want to be so skinny but there's three different body types that's cool so there's three body types and you learn about that and how to kind of coach people on how to treat their body with respect to that type yeah um so there's vata which is like tall thinner um they're usually more dry can have a lot of gas digestion issues bloating constipation because when you're dry on the outside you're dry on the inside Mm -hmm. so it's important always in ayurveda we try to do the opposite so if you're dry we want to get oily we want to get warm we want to eat heavy moist wet foods to feel grounded Mm because even vatas like they're always when they're out of balance they can feel anxiety spaciness and just like they're just floating around like a balloon, you know? Mm-hmm. So they need to get grounded. They need to get in the dirt. They need to feel like stable. So eating warm, wet, heavy avocados, warm oatmeals with like some coconut milk or berries, yeah. like those kind of things. Then and stay away from like salads. You can eat salads, but heat them up. Like make them like nourishing, like a stew, mm-hmm. you know? And then there's, there's a Pitta type, which I'm Pitta and they're like usually medium build right now. I'm a little bit more coffee from thanks winter, but (laughs) that's just normal. And like, I'm always hot, like I'm sweating and I'm spicy and I can be, get angry really fast. Like they're Mm -hmm. just spicy, hot people. 
And so for that, then you want to do the opposite. You want to try to cool your body down. So when I'm working out, I don't necessarily want to do like a huge workout where I'm just like dripping sweat because my body already runs so hot that I'm depleting everything inside my body, making it dry, just like almost the same as the vata. We ended up being deficient things because our body is so hot. It's literally evaporating the things in our body. So Mm. we want to cool, maybe a nice glow when we're working out, maybe do a nice yoga, try to skip like a lot of caffeine because that makes you hot and eating too many spicy foods like ginger or cayenne pepper like avoiding those kind of things and you can add like cooling herbs which is like cilantro cucumbers those kind of things will cool your body naturally down and then the coffee i think i already said yeah the coffee person is like usually uh thicker um but they also can have like a lot of mucus so like i don't Hmm. know if like most people when you wake up in the morning you're like kind of can be congested so that's kind of coffee And then now that we're going into spring, it's wet, it's dense. So we have to really try to not get full of more kapha. This is when like the allergies and the congestion and just feeling blah and having a hard time getting going. So this is a time you really want to get your body moving. If you're not too pitta, get sweating, um, do a lot of like lymphatic drainage. You could do an abhyanga which is like a dry brush and it helps move the lymph throughout your body mm. um, and eating more lighter foods for so, the coffee person. Yeah. So like not as much dairy, try to get like dairy free, like oats and oat milks and almond milks and not like heavy cheeses, less oils, less avocados, more lighter, lighter foods. Wow. I mm. love this. This information is so yeah. delicious. I can see how you wanted to get into this. Yeah, it's so amazing. And and it's also 1000% changed my food habits. I would like to say that I have not binged food for two months. This is like so amazing. And at the beginning of last year, I took the whole year to just I was like, I'm not dieting anymore. How is eating healthy a diet? This is the way of life. Mm-hmm. How about like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy today. Like this is what we should be doing every day. And it's so hard because we get addicted to these processed foods. And mm-hmm. my teacher from Shakti school, um, she always talks about the ding dong effect is like when you eat unhealthy foods, say a Twinkie or a ding dong or whatever they are. They don't have the vitamins and the minerals and the fats and the calcium and everything that you need for your body to run. So you eat one and your body's like, hey, what the heck? Like, I didn't get any vitamins or minerals in that. So I'm just going to store that as fat and I'm going to be hungry again. So then you want to eat another ding dong. And it's just your body's just craving the vitamins and minerals that you're lacking in your body. So it's not like you might not even be a binge eater, but these unprocessed foods are making your body think that it needs more fuel because you're not giving it what it needs. This last year, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I am focusing on just having a better relationship with food. And after years of yo-yo dieting, I was scared to eat an apple because, you know, on keto, you can't eat apples. And then Uh I would 
not eat an apple and I would eat a bag of chips because I was so hungry. So yeah. I really focused on just like eating and nourishing my body. And I didn't ever like make myself feel bad if I chose not to eat something, aka healthy, because mm -hmm. everything has its spot. And it, if I was eating McDonald's before, I would just like eat it, shove it in my mouth and be like, oh, my gosh, hope nobody's seen that, you know, like. Mm -hmm here's this overweight person just munching McDonald's, right? So it's like an energetic thing too. So right. now if I wanted to eat McDonald's, I would mindfully eat McDonald's. I would sit, I would be like, wow, thank you so much for this beautiful nourishing food. And I would enjoy every freaking bite of the McDonald's and it would feel so <laughs> much better in my stomach because I'm connected to the food. And regardless if it has a high nutritional value or not, I feel satisfied after it, regardless of what I ate, because I was intentional about eating it. Because as soon Dang. as we're, as soon as we like want to eat something bad, we kind of are, are we freeze up because well, we're not supposed to be eating that, right? Yeah. So then your digestion also could cramp up and be like, bro, we are not supposed to be eating this. And then it goes <laughs> slower through the digestion. But if you're like as excited as eating this McDonald's as you are of a juicy apple, it's just going to go so much better through your stomach. So yeah. that's like what I did. And now if I want treats, I do my best to eat whole ingredients. And I yeah. noticed the more and more I actually ate whole foods, not only is the weight falling off because I'm not even trying to lose weight now, but I'm just eating so much better. I'm making my own sourdough bread. If I want to treat, I use like almond flour and organic butter. I know this is not always accessible to everybody, but the more we try to implement whole ingredients is just so much better for your body. And when we're di our digestion is not fighting for attention, it makes it easier to get in alignment with your spiritual side. Because when I was like yo-yo dieting, like my stomach was bad. Like it didn't matter what I ate. I could not go anywhere within five, 10 minutes after eight because my stomach was just, now my stomach's so good. Um, a, another key thing, I'm totally changing the subject now, but it just popped in my head. Um, That's cool. Right after Sadie had passed, I think it was six months or so, I was the thinnest I'd been in a really long time. And I was doing my keto diet. I was working out like almost every day, but I was so sick. I was waking up in the morning having three black coffees because I was intermittent fasting. <laughs> and then I would smoke my brains out and I would have three or four smokes probably within the first two hours of me waking up. I had a headache by the end of the day. Um, I was irritable. I was grumpy. Like I had no patience. I was just, nobody wanted to be around me. And then I would notice like if I had drinks in the, in the night or whatever, my tongue, now that I know it's called AMA, my tongue was starting to like feel swollen. It was burning hmm. in my mouth. And then I was like, what the heck? So I look at, I'd stick my tongue out. There's like all these scallops around the edge because my tongue is so swollen. I'm not, um, also if you have scallops in your tongue, you're usually, you're not absorbing a lot of nutrients in your body. Hmm. And it was white. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've like thrush. Like I was so stressed. <laughs> I had like so much candida overgrowth in my stomach and it was just so bad. And I am so much healthier now, 20 pounds heavier than I ever was. So thinness is not healthy. It's how we fuel our body, how our daily practice is, how we can integrate our mind, body, soul, how we can deal with emotions. You mentioned mind, body, soul, and that's really, it sounds like what you're really focusing on and what you're teaching other people now through your offerings. Yes. Um, I feel like, yeah, I just got an image of you at that time when you were thin, you know, after Sadie's passing and, and though you might've been closer to those beauty standards that we all hold, like, you know, thin <laughs> models or whatever, you are glowing now and look the picture of health yeah and I feel it that's what yeah it's so different what beauty standards are yes I thought that I looked great and everyone would be like wow you look so skinny really I'm dying inside I was killing my insides and everything just was so out of alignment and that's when I actually took a break from everything because I did start doing readings and I was like, you know what? I'm so empty inside. I do not have the capacity to help or even be someone to hold space for others. Like I just don't have that. And I literally, I don't even know if I barely left my house for a year and I just focused on everything, anything that came up, I would deal with it at hand. And, mm -hmm. um, I just changed my whole life around. And honestly, in the last two months, I wouldn't say three months. So three months ago, I was still at the tail end of like figuring everything out. And not that we ever figure everything out, but where I was in a place where I was like starting to feel like myself again and that I could, you know, maybe I could go back to work. Uh, maybe I could start offering this or that. And I actually got a call to go back to work like three weeks ago or so. And it was at my old job in construction. And I was like, okay, I really need to make some money here. But I really, do I want to go back to work? And I'm like, you know what? I am. I'm so ready to get back out there. I feel like I'm stronger. I'm so grounded that even if something doesn't go my way, I'm not going to blow over in the wind. Like I feel so supported um, with myself and knowing my inner guiding system is like on point right now that I will not be deterred in the wrong directions. So I was like, I need to get some money. I'm going to get this job. And I called the boss and I was like, yo, like I'm ready to come back to work. And mind you, I hadn't worked at this company since I was pregnant with Parker. So seven years ago. And he's like, yes, like we need some people. Like we'd love to have you back. Come in Thursday for your interview. So I'm like, yes, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. I'm glad that I'm ready to go out and see the world again. And I set up my interview, talked to the secretary, sent my resume off. I didn't have one, so I had to quickly learn how to make a resume again. And 
then I kept thinking in my meditations in my morning practice, like, I really want Jenny's authentic connections to be my job. I need money. And it was a starting pay was like amazing at this company. But what about me? What about what I really know that I'm here to help serve these beautiful women and help them reconnect to themselves, but I need money, but it's okay. Maybe I don't because I have a little bit left, you know? So it's back and forth. And I'm just like, you know what universe, whatever happens happens. And I 1000% believe and whatever you give me and I will listen and I'll do my stuff on the side and yada, yada, yada. So when I went to go for my interview, when I talked to the boss the last time, he had asked me to get him a Starbucks coffee. So I sent him a quick text. Hey, just on my way for our 11 o'clock meeting, what do you want in your Starbucks? And his assistant called me back saying that she doesn't have me in the calendar. And I was like, what? And she never scheduled my interview. So I was like, okay, there it is. I'm taking the advice that I am supposed to put all my effort into creating Jenny's authentic connections again. So they're like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry this happened. And I'm like, no, you know what? Thank you so much for the opportunity, but I'm taking this as a sign and I'm not rescheduling. They were trying to fit me in over their lunch break and stuff. And I'm like, no. Like, if it was meant to be, I would be in there with you, and I'd probably start work on Monday, right? And yeah. I was like, it's not, it's not. And I'm listening to that. I did have a few uh, naysayers saying, like, you know, you if doing? something happens, like, maybe it's a sign the universe isn't perfect. I'm like, well, I already know that, <laughs> right? Like, they're like, well, what if something happened to the girl? I'm like, I know, but that's not about her right now it's about me and me listening to my intuition me listening to the signs of the universe that I'm given so I just said no and I did love my old job so much uh, I did like it so anyways so I put in all the work that I would have put into this job into my own business and that's where I am now wow yeah. I love that so much. And you know what? I feel because you've done so much of that inner work on yourself and really, you really went inward and you're taking that healing journey of yours really seriously and made it like your job. You were in your power because of that. You were able to take that sign, the one sign. Exactly. Some people need to get knocked over the head with it, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. But you were listening, you set the intention out and you said, okay, I got it. I got my son. I'm going, yeah. I'm going with it. Yeah. Power and that's what I keep doing. And then every, yeah. And I just listening and I will never not listen ever again. A month ago, if you asked me to be on this podcast, I'm pretty sure you asked me a year ago. And I said, when you first started right? doing readings and stuff and then yeah you had to I would I would say no but now I'm like give it to me like I'm doing this because honestly if you want to change your life you have to do the things mm -hmm. like if I wanted to be a runner I have to start running 
Mm-hmm. You have to do the things. If I want to help people, I have to get out and put myself out there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm not ever not listening. Unless obviously it's not aligned with me, but I will yeah. continually listen to the guidance. Yeah. And given. what is what is aligned just it's so evident once you really start practicing mm-hmm. or living life that way, listening to the universe you can really tell, oh, yeah, this is for me. And it makes it easier to make decisions when you're in Oh, my God, like so that. much easier. Yes, Amazing. and that's what I want to empower other women is just to learn how to stand in their power. Oh, Stand in their goodness. power and finding the power to stand in. Yeah, yeah, and you're doing that through – I'm looking at your offerings right now. You're doing really cool stuff, Jenny. I – I love this because it's combining all of your, well, a lot of the things that you're offering, like the journey, the recharge, that is so cool. Talk a little bit about one of, one of your favorite offerings that you have. But you know, what's so funny is I didn't really want to do mediumship stuff. And can Mm -hmm. I tell you, like my first few clients have been mediumship and it's not even on the list. (laughs) I am not surprised. It works out that way for me too. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't know why. I just always feel when I do mediumship, like this huge sense of not. uh, It's different when I'm channeling spirit opposed to someone's loved ones. I feel Mm -hmm. like I need to not heal the person, but like make sure I get it right for them. And it's just a different pressure I feel yeah when you're doing mediumship opposed to just channeling because I feel like when you channel it just flows because you trust it and sometimes when you're doing mediumship you're just like what is this but I always just say what I'm seeing and if it's wonky donkey usually people are like yes (laughs) so you're like okay right yeah it's a different I totally understand what you're saying have you watched Tyler Henry's show yes and that's what I just watched the other day and I'm like he's just changing so many people's lives and I'm just going to continue to offer it under the table. Yeah. <laughs> on the, on I the will. Deal. I'm going to, I'm going to add it on all my, how to work with me. Okay. Did we just um, decide that together? Yeah. I decided last <laughs> night, I think. But His show is great. And it had me thinking of mediumship in a different way as well. I'm going to talk about that in the podcast next week. But... Yeah. And for me, I felt, the way he was getting his evidence towards mm-hmm. people is the same way that I was getting evidence. And, you know, it just made me think like, okay, like we're all doing it the same way and we don't have to like try to be better because it's all the same. Do you know, does that make sense? The he was just doing it how I would do a channeled reading for somebody. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, he's nailing it. So why do I feel so like I'm not doing it properly? But you know what I mean? But every time are a bitch. Yeah. When I have a reading, they don't walk away with that feeling. They're just like, thank you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. my favorite, I don't even know. I think it's either the energy and wellness coaching and the journey. Like I feel like they're almost kind of the same, but the journey goes more in depth with Ayurveda and how to also heal your body again with the food. But the Mm -hmm. energy and wellness would be the same 
you get the energetic healings as well as like hopefully activations during our session and you learn how to be more aligned with your body and then the journey just offers how we can set up get different the eating around food i don't even know what i'm trying to say mindset yes a different really mindset. helping people change their mindsets yes changing their mindset that's what i'm yeah. really aiming to do even with all of them i know they're different but they'll probably all end up being somewhat the same mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i know yeah. there's different things that i offer but i will probably give you the same guidance no matter what package you get yeah it's <laughs> to hard be honest in like all of your stuff, yeah like because i just am trainings. so it's all connected mm-hmm. everything is so connected and when we're not connected, we're using our spiritual practice, our house cleaning, our food, our relationship as more of like a control thing. And when you allow all those things integrated in a healthy way mm-hmm. and with awareness, that's when yes. we're more aligned, you know? Oh, man, that's such a cool point. And I I feel that so much. Um with regard to my house, like when I'm cleaning it, I'm not cleaning it because anybody needs to see my house clean or anything like that. I am clearing energy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm intending to make my home a place where I feel really good. Yeah. So you're so right. Everything is connected. And when we live with that awareness and having an intention and doing things intentionally, then it's so much better. I gotta get you. I gotta get your help with food, though, girl. <laughs> I will help you. It's all emotional, to be honest. It's one thousand percent emotional. If you are aware of the times that you're, what you're eating, when you're eating, what you're craving, they are all emotional. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. So. I would always, always like sweets. So if you're craving sweet things, usually you need love. Like you need a hug. You need something sweet that is like going to sweeten your body up. And I'm not a very touchy-feely person, so it would make sense why I'm always craving these sweet things. So I really dug deep into my daily practice of doing like – um. And abhyanga, which I talked about earlier, is the dry brushing Mm -hmm. and a hot oil massage. So I would put in my bathroom, I would light a beautiful candle, turn the lights off because I don't care what anybody says. A naked body in candlelight is like the most voluptuous goddess-like thing you could Mm -hmm. ever see in your life. So I would get this cup. I have like a special cup that I have from pioneer woman. So it's like pretty colorful Mm -hmm. and I would fill it up with hot water. And then at the time I just used coconut oil. Now I use special oils for my prakruti, which is like my dosha or what oils are better for me. So Mm -hmm. I heat up these oils while I'm dry brushing. My oils are heating up in this nice warm water bath and I do my dry brushing and then I massage my body literally from head to toe and just like reconnecting with my body. I was always 
so disconnected from it. So when you like are rubbing your body and just being like, oh my gosh, you are just like the most beautiful, luscious body. And it's the only one I got. So I'm going to love this because it's freaking beautiful. It's been through with me through everything I've ever been through. And Mm -hmm. maybe food at the time was keeping me safe. Maybe that was the Mm -hmm. only thing that I could use for pain or whatever. It was there for its purpose. But now I'm getting more tools. And right now, instead of going to the cupboard, I'm going to love my body and just soak it up in this beautiful oils. So that was like one thing that I really did for my binging. And then another thing with binging is I used to eat so much food that I was like literally sick to my stomach like overfull yes and I would be sick but it's also again just feeling like you need to be like feeling in your body when you're not feeling you're using other addictions such as food to make you feel stuff Mm -hmm. or cigarettes or booze or whatever other addiction you have it's just disconnecting but then I can also kind of like feel the food and it's also making me feel kind of snuggly that yes exactly so then I would just like go have a snuggle with my kid or put on a heavy blanket to sort of kind of have the same sort of feelings yeah but you're getting what you were getting from food in other more healthy ways exactly beautiful and it's just being aware and not punishing or saying something bad if you do do it Mm -hmm. and again if you want to binge go put whatever you're eating on a plate sit down and eat it mindfully and enjoy it and I can tell you you'll eat so much less because Mm -hmm. you'll be satisfied because when you are binging it's just that trigger of emotions and we don't want to feel whatever we're feeling so we're going to stuff our faces with food and when you sit mindfully maybe that thing that is triggering whatever it is you're happy you're sad you have anxiety you're lonely whatever it is it will probably bubble up that feeling and then you can address it so what am I feeling when I'm like triggered and wanting to use some sort of addiction to fill my need that I'm missing Mm -hmm. and then I always and one key thing I find with starting this healing journey, regardless if it's food or spirituality or just connecting to yourself, is do not look to outside sources yeah. to get that connection because it's just not fair for that person because they will never, ever give you what you need, regardless if you think they will. Even if they do give you what you need, you will not believe it. <laughs> so you have to look to your own self for the love that you need and it's hard and it takes time and that's why it's a journey because it doesn't happen overnight it's slow boring dealing with your emotions that have been there for a really long time and just accepting yourself for where you are right now and knowing that maybe you didn't have the tools before and you do now yeah be loving, be loving to yourself. Exactly. Be compassionate for where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like you made it, you're here. 
Like maybe your tools you're using were food, drugs, alcohol, whatever the addiction is. Yeah. But it kept you somewhat safe and you're here and those are the only tools you knew how to use at the time. So now it's time to get new ones. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Such good juicy information we're getting from you, Jenny. How can people work with you? How do they find you? I'll put it all in the show notes. So tell us though, in your words, what is your website or your, whatever your um, I don't way. have a website right now. I, I prefer Instagram. Okay. So if you go over to my Instagram and I have Facebook and they're both under Jenny's authentic connections yes. and you can just send me a DM and I'll, I'll hook you up from there. And you have a link there too, actually, that goes to your my calendar but that's extremely confusing and I feel like I might just delete it oh my god I don't know why it's so it's fine yeah okay yeah I clicked on it and looked through all your stuff it's great okay totally good thank you thank you for telling us your story thank you for sharing about Miss Sadie and all of the beautiful lessons that you've had over the past year plus yeah and I'm just finally crawled out of the cave and I'm ready and I am so ready to just spread my wings and help yes. as many women as I can. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for people who work thank with you. you. I'm excited for you. It's all good stuff. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you. I'll let you know it when it's out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.